coffee, water, three months soda free. Oof. I'm pretty soda free, but not soda water free. I uh, <clears throat> I can't do it. Yeah, I don't soda. All right. Um. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Streaming Without a Paddle. I'm Andrew, and I'm Ted, and let's talk dumb money. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting to do that. All right, I, 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 you nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> Was there a mirror involved you know, I, I, coming I'm, into the maybe, show? Maybe. I was just I was pulling up the cast and everything while I said that. Oh. Paul Dano. Uh Shaley? Shaley? Shailene Woodley. Shailene. 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 I've never never gotten that one. She's uh, great. And I'm, yeah, uh, yeah, and I'm so glad she and Aaron Rodgers didn't work out. I would have I like her. I don't like him. Well, I think she was like you're kind of a moron. Uh, that's that's my what my take is. She was like, "Oh, you're just a crackpot spitting out stupid stuff." So I'm gonna go oh, ahead and dump oh, it. Oh, I thought you were taking like my kind of moron. No, no, no. I think she was like, "Oh, <laughs> you gonna, keep saying I need more." She was like, "Oh, Aaron Rodgers," because it was right when he started saying all the stupid, crazy stuff. And then she was like, "Oh, I'm gonna distance myself from this because, yeah, he's he's an I'm gonna say it right flat out. He is an idiot." <laughs> he's good at football, but he is stupid. Well, you know what? I think he's an egotistical individual, and 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 with that, you often find that that uh, they're never wrong. Yeah, they got all the answers. So, and as for a football player, he's above average. I wouldn't. Oh, he's pretty. He's a Hall of Famer, hardcore. I I well, you know, <clears throat> I, I'm not. I think you. I'm a PR guy. Show me the numbers. Okay. I mean, uh, Lovejoy, who just took his place at the quarterback of yeah. the Green Bay Packers, he had a better rookie season, full rookie season. I mean, he's like a fourth year, but his actual. Yeah, play. it was his. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, just like Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers would back up to Brett Favre for what three years, four years before yeah. he got on the field. On, yeah, on the gridiron. And, uh, but Joy's, uh, loves, Joy, love, love wow. is his name. Love Joy. That's from love the and Joy. Yeah. Anyway, love his, his rookie full season rookie stats were better than Aaron Rodgers full season rookie stats. Yeah. He was good. He went he to the playoffs. Very good. But I'm a, being a PR guy and understanding PR, you know, you got to get out in front and build your presence up. Make yourself look important. And Aaron Rodgers did that. I mean, he he did do that. You know? So, and I don't mean any disrespect here. I, I, you know, staying in the realm of football. Tra Travis uh, Kelsey. Yeah. He's a good tight end. He's a great Hall of Fame tight end. See? And, that, and that's where I'm going with you here. I don't think he's the best tight end I mean he's above average he's he's a good tight end but he's he is in the middle of this tremendous PR brand recognition brand building campaign that he's got because of what's going on right now yeah and so because of that we have a tendency to think oh they're good they're really good they're great 
because of that. When, when in the fact, you look at statistics, and that's what tells the story. And I don't know of Kelsey's statistics, but I don't think he's a great tight end. There are great tight ends out there that that just don't get the publicity. Um, trying to think and see, this is this is it. Baltimore Raven, uh, Ravens quarterback. Um, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Statistically, he's probably the best NFL uh, quarterback in the NFL last yeah. season. Yeah. Okay. But people won't say that. They'll say, oh, yeah, he's really good. No, he's the best. Statistically, he's the best. And the reason for it is, is because he's so low key. He doesn't have that big PR machine mm-hmm. that Peyton and Eli and Aaron have because they're always out there. You know, Pat McCaffrey got his podcast, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Who was Pat? A kicker. Yeah, well, yeah, he started out as a tight end, I uh, think, too. Did he? And then he moved over to kicker. and Punter, yeah. Punter. And then he's a and, professional wrestler. And, <laughs> but, you see, everybody knows him now, but they didn't know him back then. I would say. And they think he's great now. Right. I would say that so both Travis Kelsey and Aaron Rodgers are in the Hall of Fame, statistically. Statistically, Aaron oh. Rodgers, you know Gronk. Gronk had a way better PR machine. Gronk was better. Beginning. Is better. Not he's not though by stats. Okay, if you look him well, up. Then, then thank you, PR machine. Right. That's what it is. People Sean, think it was. I would great. bet money without looking at it. Uh, Laporta, that plays for Detroit, had a better season this year than Travis Kelsey. But Travis Kelsey still had 900 yards receiving. But he's at the end of his career. He's got a year or two left, and then he'll retire. And, like, he's been in the league 10 years. He's got a good IRA. He's got a heck of one, yeah. I mean, he's like, yeah. Taylor Swift IRA. He was like, like, hey. uh, That's his individual retirement account. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know what he's going to still play for. One more year? What's the point? Finish your contract? Walk? Yeah, I don't know what his contract is. Like, go walk. I I want to be able to walk. I don't want to be like Junior Seau, who ends up. Getting CTE and you know killing himself. Anyway, off football. Sorry. No, no. no. Sidebar. Sidebar. Thank you for listening to Andrew and Ted Gridiron podcast. But Shailene Woodley's a wonderful actress. I I think the world of her. I mean, you know, and I got her when she first came out confused with Jennifer Lawrence because she came out with a Divergent series. They did the same thing. And and Jennifer Lawrence broke in with the uh, Mockingbird, Jay Marking. Yeah. uh, Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Yeah. And so, all right, anyway, uh, this is a huge cast. This was was a huge cast. Yeah. Uh, Paul Dano stars, uh, Shailene Woodley, probably screwed that up, Uh, Tyler Ryder, wow. This is, this is, I mean, she's been busy the last year or two, according to IMDb, but she's relatively new on the scene. She comes to us from Broadway. Oh. She's theatrical. Yes. So anyway, Seth Rogen, America Ferreira, Pete Davidson, Mahala Harold. We saw her in uh, Leave the World Behind. She was great in that. She, it was, it was interesting watching her in this and I immediately recognized her. Uh, and that was the fact that she, her characters are two different characters in, in those roles. Mm-hmm. And, and she was able to diversify, I guess you could say, as an actress. She, yeah. She did really great in that. 
Uh, Vincent, uh, you're going to have to help me on that. D'Onofrio. Yeah. Come on, man. The, he's been uh, around he, for, he's, I know. He's great. He's I just can't age, say his he's name. He's been around forever. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. He's in everything. He was in that terrible Kevin Hart movie we reviewed. And, and I know. Yeah. And, and Nick Offerman. You got to love Nick he's Offerman. Great. He's the best. So, Oh, and Anthony Ramos. Can't. He was great in this movie. Well, who was Anthony Ramos? He was the guy who worked at GameStop. Oh, he, he was, was GameStop. great. He was, he was I great. mean, he was really, really good. He was really great. His, yeah. his ending was wonderful. Yeah. I think I'm going to keep working there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. He was great. So, well, you know, it, and this, this movie, this movie kind of touches home to me because I have a family member who actually works for GameStop. Oh. <laughs> so, so you get the... Would, so... Did your family member work at GameStop when this was happening? No, no, no. They're 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 new to the organization. So, anyway, Dumb Money Netflix one hour forty four minutes. It's it's about. Let me take this. Yeah, go okay. for it. Um, a few years back, twenty twenty two, I think it was twenty twenty one, somewhere in there. Twenty twenty, we were still wearing masks often. Yeah. And it, yeah, it was it was kind of yeah twenty twenty one I guess yeah because it was kind of post COVID um, like right when understanding the I don't want to call that yeah speaking of Aaron Rodgers yeah <clears throat> it was right know. when the vaccine started happening happen, where you could yeah. get yeah well you know anyway um, a, a an individual Paul played by Paul Dano uh, he he's a he's a day trader. Mm-hmm. Uh, young guy, young kid, and he's understanding the markets and, and learning about uh, shorts and all that. And he's come to realize uh, or believe that that Wall Street, the professional brokers, uh, have have basically bet, shorted uh, game stock stock, meaning they're going to make a huge payday if the stock drops below a certain level. So he has a YouTube channel and he talks stocks and he picks GameStop and he's like, I'm putting my money in this. This is, you know, and he did. He put his entire savings, $52,000 into GameStop. And then his listeners, and he just kept talking about it. And his listeners were like, you know what? And they're young. And 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 so they they too started day trading, buying up GameStop stock. And and he was not shy, as I understand uh, from this movie, or at least I took that you know there was a purpose driven. This, yeah. this project was purpose driven because these people were were betting on GameStop to fail. You know. So anyway, uh, the stock went through the roof because of these day players. So all those people that were shorting or were in the stock shorting it, uh, they were losing money hand over fist. And so the only way that they could could uh, stop this was basically to, to outgamble these other people and short the stock even more mm-hmm. by putting more money into it. Thus and losing more money. Thus, yeah, and so it was. It just was came this. So it's it's a documentary. This is a true story, by the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so, and of course, Wall Wall Street teamed up with uh, uh, the the stock 
the company that was handling the day trades. I forget the Robin name. Hood. Robin Hood. You remember Robin Hood? And I do remember yeah. Robin Hood. Remember that advertising? I do. And Ooh. and so they teamed up or uh, got with Robin Hood and said, "You've got to put an end to this." And so Robin Hood put a stop to day trading. Illegal. And so yeah, well that you know. More, morally wrong. Yeah. Because they, they were never convicted of anything or charged. Of course they weren't. And so, of course. I, I know. So anyway, that is the story. This is what this movie's about. Uh, dumb money is, is that, that story. So what I found about this m- movie was that if, if you're not a quick study, you could get lost in it. Because people understanding why you keep putting money in and what the objective was and the shorting. And there was a lot of technicality to it that could make, I could see, that would make this movie not interesting to people if they weren't able to pick up on the nuances beyond Pete Davidson's slacker brother character. <laughs> he, it took me about the first hour to really, because uh, I don't know anything about stocks. Okay, so it that's what I'm about, saying. It took me about the first hour and kind of Googling one or two things to be like, okay, all right. So then I kind of figured it out. It's like, yeah, then I got it. And then once I got it, I was like, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Couldn't have. I really like this filmmaker. He did I, Tanya, the director. He's great. What was his name? Dave? Uh, Gillespie. Dave Gillespie? I think so. Yeah, okay. But he's great. Craig Gillespie. Craig Gillespie. That's yeah, it. he... Uh, I love Daitanya. I love this. You okay. Can t- you can tell he did both. It has a, a... He has a style. He's a documented... Yeah, he used to be. He, yeah. He's a, a yeah, <clears throat> documentarian. Uh, turned motion picture. I'm going to give... I'm going to I'm going to talk about this in two two fractions. I'm not going to give it a number yet. Don't worry. Okay. But I'm going to give talk about this in two fractions. Go for it. I'm going to talk about the performance and execution, and then I'm going to talk about my feelings overall about the subject matter. Okay. All of the performances were wonderful. I loved Paul Dano. I I was pulling for him. Pete Davidson made me laugh. Uh, the dad, what's his name, that was in Shawshank and everything else. Yeah, yeah. Clancy Brown. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, the mom, him, they were great. Everyone in this movie did a great job acting. I concur. Uh, I really enjoyed the direction and I really enjoyed the writing and I found something that I don't find interesting, the stock market. Um, very interesting. While it while I was basically the college girls at the party figuring it out as it was going along, I still really enjoyed it once I figured it out. I concur. That all being said, you should all watch this movie. I found it very entertaining. And if someone that doesn't know anything about money, minus I have a, a I have a retirement account that gains a couple thousand dollars every six months. If that's that's all I know, or every year, whatever it does, <laughs> that's all I know about money. Um burn it all down. Good for these people. I couldn't have found myself cheering harder for these people. I was so jacked up hoping that they all went broke. I was so happy when the Robin Hood people that were talking about their Porsche and their Lamborghini lost all their money and clothes. All of you mega billionaires, I want you to lose everything. I want you to have to go back to a nine to five job. 
That's how I feel. To me, this was a freaking superhero movie. This guy was <laughs> Superman, and he took down all these terrible pieces of shit. You can bleep me out. Pieces of shit that don't do anything for a living. They don't do anything. They guesstimate on what's going to... And then they all put their money here to make their money grow. And everybody else... You know who I felt for? America Ferrar's character. Yeah. she put in too late. And she didn't really get all the money. But it was just like, yeah, you're what we're all built on. These people, people like us that do stuff. Normal people burn it down it's broken you should all be taxed 40 percent all of you 50 percent 60 percent you'd still have more money than all of us so there's my little you know socialist take on it <laughs> there is a disclaimer <laughs> we've said it before these are the opinions of ted and not those of the show yeah those are my opinions <laughs> No, no I'm, human being, no I'm, human being in this world, <laughs> in this world should have over $25 million. There should I, not billions. <laughs> like, what do you do with it? I, I know. I, I'm, I feel your, your pain and I agree with your pain. I just don't share your passion. <laughs> I just, that's what this movie was about to me. Like, is that, oh, no, it is. It, 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 no, you're, you're absolutely right when you say that. I mean, that's what this movie's about. Corporate greed. It is. People and, and greed. And you know what? I think, I think, well, you just, you just validated the director and, and the writers because they got out of you exactly what they wanted to get out of you. And that was your passion and your disdain for those people. Those people being the Wall Street types that just, you know, make money by gambling on money. That they I mean, already know. There's no know. Real, real work. Yeah. yeah, they know the payoff because they're yeah, all they, they in cahoots yeah. saying, well, let's they, do this yeah, together. they've done the math and they figured out, you know, oh, yeah, we, we've got enough money to tank it. Yeah. And that will double. Yeah, I, I, get, I get it. Yeah. And they met up with a little group of kids there that just collectively had more money than they had and... Didn't, didn't tank it. Saved a company, actually. I mean, those people, the big people we're following, the Seth Rogen, Vincent D'Onofrio characters, mm -hmm. are still billionaires. That's the thing. Yeah. You oh, did you lose a bunch of money? You're still a billionaire. Shut up. <laughs> well, you see, those are the people that I disdain more than any of on that Wall Street level. And those are those money manager markets. Hedge guys, funds. Hedge fund managers, yes. Those people, because it's not even their money in the game. They're making money by using other people's money. I mean, and I don't, you know, <clears> I, <throat> I don't, I don't subscribe to to that. All right, we're getting a little off topic. I, I didn't mean to get, no, I didn't mean to get is, too social, I, and, economic, and political. Yeah, and I don't know enough about it to <clears throat> to, to to really voice an opinion or. or or share knowledge when it comes to the stock market. I, you know, I just don't. I don't. I don't have it. I don't. I don't really do it. Um, I mean, I've been involved with stocks and done a little day trading, and but I'm not. I'm not a big Wall Street. Oh yeah, the derivative and the shortening yeah. and the and then we can backwash it and, and then flood it through and yeah. You know, I'm like, no, I, I don't know any of that crap. 
I don't either, and I should reference that I was speaking heatedly, but like, yeah, of course, if you are out there working and you own a huge company and whatever else, as long as you take care of your employees, not everyone should make a million dollars for every single job or whatever. Everybody should, you should just take care of people. And these hedge fund people are the worst people. Yeah, I I, I, I know what you're saying, and I, I agree with you because I've seen it, I've watched it, and... Um, and I, I'm not a big fan of it because there are victims. There are people that are hurt, even on the local level. You know, you, you take a, 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 somebody who started a, a service company and they, instead of growing that service company, well, they grow it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, one way or another and good for them. But then they then they get greedy and they and that's all it is. And then they start coming in and gobbling up everybody else. I mean, it's hard enough for for you know their competitors for whatever reason. They've grown. I mean, it's not necessarily all legit. You know, they might have gotten a big contract, and they've turned around and put all that money back into advertising, marketing, and more trucks or whatever. But they start eating up the little guy to the point where the little guy is now, or I say the little guy, their competitors, mm-hmm. um, and, and and now they're hurting. So instead of sharing a market, they're trying to dominate the market. I mean, you've seen yeah. it. Our, you know, I don't want to. Yeah, here, here, here's the other thing too. Our governor owns a company called Lee Company, and I guess it's in a trust or whatever. And they started out, I believe, as a, a HVAC company. And now, mm-hmm. now, now, and, and it was just a local Nashville company and they've grown and gobbled to the point where they're statewide. And not only are they statewide as a HVAC company, they're now offering plumbing and electrical services. So now they've, they've expanded beyond what they initially started and now they're having an economic impact on other people. Yeah, and he's also and, and the and, governor. Right. Well, he he did that before he was the governor. So, I mean, that that all transpired before. It's just too much. So, mm-hmm. we're, we're getting off topic here. The movie again is Dumb Money, and there's a reason it's called Dumb Money. Yep. And um uh you know, one could argue the thing that we're arguing here and our disdain from it is that uh, Paul Dano's character in this movie, the one that the brainchild behind this, Cat Daddy, and he he could have lost his all his life savings, fifty two thousand uh, dollars, but he didn't. But in the end, I don't want to say he was greedy, but in the end, he was worth thirty six million. Worth it. Good and, job. Well, see, now he's that's doing a, the same thing that those other guys did. But he's taking them down. And that's a drop in the well, bucket. And somebody's going to start taking him down. <clears throat> well, no, because he it's retired. The, it's the fishies. It's the fish thing. He retired. So he got his money and ran. Okay yeah, to do is, that. Okay <clears throat> to do that in Ted's book. I don't know if it's okay. It's just such a drop in the bucket. You made a bunch of money for other people, taking down rich people that were just getting richer, that had chefs. And I, it's just, I, I just. I, I must have missed the part where he retired, and he could have. It could have said that. Yeah, he's done. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, then, he's done. Here, here's, here's what I've said on this show before because we've had this similar conversation. I think people need to walk away at some point because when you walk away, 
you leave the door open for somebody else to take that place. Because we don't live in an infinite space of of growth. Mm -hmm. The universe in the business world is a balance. There's one CEO of a company, right? Yep. And as long as that CEO stays there in that company, there's really no room for growth within that company. Yeah. Because, you know, he's, he's at the head. He goes away. Somebody's going to come in, take his place. And then the whole hierarchy in that organization is going to start to shift upward. So lives are going to be enriched by doing that. He should get his money and go. Now, we had this conversation, I think, when uh, Bob Iger left Disney. And I mm-hmm. had a tremendous amount now. The circumstances called for him to come back to kind of rescue Disney. Yeah. Uh, uh, but he walked away at a relatively young age, retired, was doing his thing, you know, and then he got called back up to the game, right? Because nobody knew Disney better than Bob Iger. So I get that, but he walked away and I respected him for doing mm-hmm. that. Yeah, because he let, he let the chain of events flow. So anyway, I'm for I'm for that. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly that you get your bucket full, go away. Now give somebody else an opportunity yeah. to fill their bucket. Because unless you live in New York or Los Angeles, and even there, $32 million, if you just put it in a growth account, you're good for the rest of your life. And so are your kids. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I mean, guessing with today's are, interest rates, thirty-two million with an mean, interest rate a year—that's probably. Well, you, you can you can figure it. Today's interest rates were around four and a half on average, four mm-hmm. and a half percent just in a savings account. Uh, a million a million dollars is going to bring you in around thirty-six, thirty-seven hundred dollars a month so just in interest. Thirty-two, three times just, thirty-two. So yeah, that's that's a hundred thousand dollars a year in interest. So yeah, that I mean it. I mean that's that's today, and that's the good thing about it. You know, people are going, oh my god, the interest rates are so high. I can't buy a car. I can't buy a house. We've got to have a balance, guys. You got to be able to put money, just raw money, into a bank account and draw a little interest on your money. Yeah. Because you don't have enough money. There's not enough cash out there for you to go really buy stock, play this game that they played. Because this is an anomaly, what happened in this movie. Yep. You've got to have a balance. You've got to have a place, safe storage of money. And just like Ted and I sit here and talk, we're not, we're not stock savants. We, we, don't, don't, no. we don't get it. And we need, we need to know our money's safe. And you know what? It's working for us. And yeah. so having a higher interest rate is a good thing. And here's the other thing. If you're buying a house and you've got a higher interest rate, your interest is tax deductible against your federal income tax. So you're you're Ding. just getting a you're just getting a bigger tax deduction at the end of the year because you're paying more interest on it. Yeah. So it balances out. It's like also refinance. I mean, it's just, yeah, people are just, oh my God, I hate how people bite into something and they just hold on to it without doing any fact checking. Yeah. You know, your mother, your father, your granddad, your grandmother, they don't need to be playing in the stock market, but they do need to be making a little money. So having interest rates where you can put your money into a, a CD or even just a savings account. 
mm-hmm. and draw some money. I mean, two years ago, you couldn't get a CD, a certificate of deposit, uh, 12 months, 18 months. You couldn't get one of those that drew 1.5% interest. You couldn't because there was no interest on money back then. Mine draws like so. <clears throat> mine draws like four percent. Yeah, four and a half, something like that. So yeah, but today you can, you can get a CD that's over actually over five percent on CDs. I now. think I might have five percent. I might yeah, but so, I have a CD. That's what I do. That that's works. What I do. Yeah. That works for the working man. I bet you're complaining about high interest rates. No, don't. Anyway, all right, dumb money. I give it. I mean, oh, it's a sidebar, but it's, it's related. Sidebar. Yeah, it's but it's related. related. I it's mean, related. It's, it's topic related. So, you know, that or we could be talking about the number of quesadillas I ate at a craft service table one day during a production bed. <sighs> so, or lobsters. We had that too. Oh, that's bougie. That was, that was, that was bougie. bougie. Yeah. I've, I've had a couple bougie ones, but yeah. I like I'm acting, so it's like I'm not eating. I'm well, like, oh God, I can't eat. Yeah. No, we'll we'll, that's, we'll save that for another show. But I will I will be a spoiler. I won. <laughs> I ate more lobster than anybody, <laughs> and there were some big guys at that table. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. And you know what I did after I won that, that night? No. The next day, I got a boat and I sat there and ate more lobster. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's yeah. living that Florida life. And then and then I turned in the receipts. <laughs> Thank you, Warner Brothers. Listen to this guy. <laughs> this guy. All right. Let's give this some numbers. Dad, you want to go first? Sure. I think it's just a movie. I don't really think we need to give it a genre score. No, on this just one. a movie. Yeah, just a general I, I, entertainment. I really give it like an 88. I really enjoyed it. Okay. Is that low? No. I enjoyed it. Okay. Now I'm just. It's I, a high B. It yeah. was made well. It was acted well. I, if you can make someone that doesn't know, understand anything, understand it by 45 minutes in, then you win. Yeah. Well, I mean, you didn't. I mean, again, I, I think, as I said before, I think this movie has the potential of losing a lot of people if they didn't grasp the concept of what was being done. You grasped it because you you took the extra steps of Googling. So, but having said that, on a personal level, I'm giving this movie a 76, 7.6. That's it. I You know, it wasn't anything special. It was entertaining. I liked it. It's it's a C. I'm going to adjust. I'm going to say, I mean, okay. 85. That's as low. That's, a, that's not a B plus. It's a B. I enjoyed it. I've, I've given it a 7.6. I enjoyed it too. It was a good movie. I, and you know what made it enjoyable for me was the acting in it, the performances. Yeah. That that more so, and again, we're different people than the average viewer out there because they're going to watch it to be entertained. But you and I watch it not only to be entertained, but we're also looking at the performances. Like Pete Davidson. He was great. This was the best performance. That he's ever had. Ever had. Ever. Ever. Right, I loved him. Right here. You know, and I and I, I jokingly said to myself, that's because he wasn't talking about his dad dying in 9-11. Ooh. Not one. Well, everything he's in, he's talking, you know. Yeah. His series, his movie. It's, you know, it's all about his life on Staten Island. And that where he's, yeah, Staten. Yeah. And, and 9-11 and I lost my dad, you know. But in this movie, none of that. So it's like watching a movie with John Cena without any reference to his penis. Yeah. John. Huge so, penis. Yeah. Nick or uh, uh, Pete Davidson, you did a great job in this movie. You really, really did. 
I love, I I love it. I love the scene where you you've borrowed your brother's car. I love smoking. That, that was great. It. That was great. That was yeah. great. Anyway, I did. I like this movie because of the action, uh, the uh, the acting in it. Uh, Talila Ryder. I hope I'm saying her name right. I have no clue. And uh, uh, she plays the what would be the star college student in this movie. Uh, she was phenomenal, and no, she's not related to Winona Ryder. Huh. So, but they look a lot alike. Some you, can, of them, you yeah. could see you could see a resemblance there. So, and that's that's coming from a Doppler ganger. That's so, you would know. <laughs> so I would know. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, everybody did it a great job, and I'm not a big Seth Rogen fan, but he did great in it. Mm-hmm. And so I watched. I, I enjoyed it because of the acting. Okay, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's it. That's it. It's it's been a long, diverted, but yet on off topic show. I loved it. The show or the movie? Both. Okay. <laughs> I'll I'll give you my opinion on the show when we get into uh post. Okay. <laughs> hey everybody, thanks for listening to Streaming Without a Paddle. I'm one of your hosts. Andrew Baird. And I'm your very opinionated on this movie host, Ted.